It is time once again for our wine chat with our friend from Haskell's, Jack Farrell. Good morning, Jack. Hi, Denny. How are things? Uh, things are okay. They're uh, what I'd call fresh. Uh, we're keeping things fresh. I'm trying to be positive here. <laughs> yes. A little white stuff. Yeah, and uh, chilly stuff. They we're, we're looking at the temperatures to drop like 6 degrees in about an hour and a half. So how about that? How about that? Well, then... Yeah. My topic for today is very appropriate, sherry. Sherry warms the soul. It's a wonderful drink that's overlooked because everybody thinks of sherry. As old Aunt Matilda's drinks, you have a little sherry in the afternoon, and that was okay for her. But the rest of us should shun it. Well, if you're shunning sherry, you're shunning a marvelous, wonderful wine. It's a fortified wine. By that, we say fortified. Port is fortified. Marsala's fortified, etc. They add alcohol at some point in the production, which they do with sherry. And sherries are, like I said, just they're so diverse. There's so many different kinds. And it's such a wonderful uh, drink, in my opinion. The driest is something called Mazania. And then it goes all the way down to a very sweet one. They use really uh, just a few different grape types in making sherry. Palomino is the most popular, Pedro Mez, and then Muscatel. And they are blended. And then sherry is made from a unique system. It's called a Solera system. And picture, if you will, a pyramid upside down of barrels. Uh, they put the new vintage at the top, say it's four barrels. Then underneath that is three barrels, two barrels, uh, and one barrel at the bottom. And then they take the current vintage out of the one barrel. So sherry's always at least a couple of years old when you get it. One, uh, not too long ago, we got some for Christmas. We got some from uh, uh, Solera. That's what these inverse pyramids are called. It's called the Solera system. Uh, 100-year-old sherry. I think it was about $100 a bottle. And, of course, the wonderful thing about sherry is you can open the bottle and uh, go back to it. it. It's oxidized already. So you can go back to that and keep drinking out the sherry without having to worry that the wine is going bad or becoming oxidized because sherry already is. And so when you open a bottle of sherry, you can have months and months and months of wonderful drinking by taking a little sip of that. And like I say, sherry is, is a, a, a wonderfully unique thing. There's many, many different kinds of sherry. Uh, as I said, the driest uh, is uh, a mazzania. Some say that fino, fino is even drier. But uh, I think the mazzania is the driest. I love mazzania sherry served ice cold with uh, raw shrimp. Or not raw shrimp, cooked shelled shrimp. Uh, it's a tapa there. And uh, the name Sherry comes from uh, the region. It comes from Jerez de la Frontera. Uh, and the French, or the French, the uh, English never could pronounce J-E-R-E-Z, so they called it Sherry. And Sherry must legally come from that area. The European Common Market calls for that. We're one of the few countries that don't pay attention that you can buy a gallo sherry here in this country. It's getting better, but 
the Sherry name is protected almost all over the world. And they tried to make Sherry in many places, most notably Zinfandel in Aust- or Zinfandel, uh, New Zealand and Australia uh, were areas where they produce uh, a lot of Sherry a long time ago. And they've morphed to more table wines, but they still make fortified wines in those places. And Sherry has been producing wine. Its history goes back to the Phoenicians. The Romans were in there uh, when uh, the Moors were in there. And even while the Moors were there, they convinced the Moors who don't drink uh, to grow uh, the grapes because they needed uh, grapes to make raisins for the populace. And so for those five centuries of Muslim rule, they were able to keep almost 80% of the vineyards intact in Hereth. Hereth itself is down in the uh, uh, southernmost part of Spain on the Atlantic Ocean. As a matter of fact, uh, Columbus set sail from that area. And uh, Magellan, when he sailed around the world, I'm told, spent more on sherry than he did on weapons. And so sherry is a, a very popular drink and has been for centuries. Uh, when Sir Francis Drake uh, raided Harath, uh, and that was uh, in the late 1500s, he brought back to England about 3,000 hogshead of sherry, and thus began the romance between the English and sherry, and it became a major uh, drink. Our, our founding fathers drank her sherry, uh, and uh, it was a very, very popular drink, and still is popular, and there has to be a good reason for those centuries and centuries of popularity, and that's because it's basically very, very good. Now, Fino, as I said, is the driest. Uh, I, not to my palate, Mazzini is a little drier, but it, it that Mazania tastes so well with any briny kind of a dish where it's kind of saline. Then Amontillado. Now, this is what everybody's most favorite is. It's kind of a nutty-flavored sherry, and uh, Amontillado is sort of what I would call a medium sherry. It's medium-dry. It's not terribly sweet and not terribly dry. It's right in the middle. Then you go to Oloroso or cream, and cream sherries are... Harvey's Bristol Cream, and that's the one that most everybody is familiar with through the years, those cream sherries, and they everybody associates everything with those cream sherries. I remember teaching a class at uh, on wines years and years ago, and uh, we were tasting sherry, and this one young man stood up and he asked what kind of a nut it was made out of, and of course the whole classroom erupted into laughs and jeers. And I said, no, he's very, very good palate. And they looked at me like I'd grown another head. And they said, why do you say that? And I said, simply because uh, the sherry does taste nutty. He's got a good palate and recognize that. Uh, so anyhow, if you want a real interesting thing to try, you want to try sherry because it is a, a delicious wine. And it's too good a wine to be totally overlooked. Like I say, most people think of sherry, they think of cream sherry. Harvey's Bristol cream is a very popular one. 
uh, Harry Sherry's are very popular, and they make a, a great Amontillado, as I said, which is my favorite. And then if you want a really sweet sherry, uh, that 100-year-old sherry, if you want a real treat, for not that expensive, like I said, it's a little over $100 for a bottle, but you're drinking sherry that the youngest in there is 100 years old. Who knows when they started that Solera? It was a favorite of the King of Spain, and the, they released just a few cases of it. We picked up, I don't know, maybe 50 cases or something like that. Didn't get a lot of it. But it's very, very good. And uh, the grape types, as I mentioned, are Palomino. This is the most prominent one. About 90% of the grapes grown in Jerez are Palomino. And then the second most popular is Pedro Jimenez. And that's used to produce sweeter wines. And they're dried out in the sun like raisins to increase the sugar content. And then Moscatel which is less common, but it's often added. Uh, the sherry region is really something to behold. Uh, people have huge, huge estates there. The Domecq family is, of course, very involved in Herat and that area. And I remember we went to a party at their house one night. Parties, incidentally, there start at 10 o'clock at night and go till 4 o'clock in the morning. I wouldn't want to do that today, but... I was a lot younger then, and I enjoyed it immensely. It was a great, great party at their hacienda. And I asked uh, the Mrs. Demek, the senoria, I said, where do you get caterers? Well, we don't use caterers, all our own staff. And the property was 30,000 hectares. That's two, so it would be 60,000 acres, this big estate. And it was wonderful. And then we went to the Vendemia. The Vendemia is a fast festival for the harvest. And boy, I'll tell you, did we have a, a wonderful time at that Vendemia. Every night was one of these parties that you would go to, and they'd end at 4 o'clock in the morning by pouring hot chocolate, and uh, your horse and carriage would be ready to take you back to your hotel. And it was really a marvelous, marvelous experience. They the festival lasted an entire week, and there'd be bullfights and flamingo dancing, etc. And it, it was just great. They really do know how to live in that part of the world. Another interesting thing about sherry, it's always made in North American oak, because the American oak is more porous than the Spanish oak. And the butts or casks are filled, they leave a little space. Uh, space on the top for the floor to form and floor is a yeast that grows on top of the wine as it's fermenting and that's how you determine whether it's going to be a dry wine or a sweet wine by the floor in each barrel and then when they have you come to taste them they have these enormous rods uh, they're about three four feet long and they have a uh, cupola and it goes, plunges, it goes right through the floor and comes up the top of the barrel. There's a little, like, shot glass on the bottom of this long, uh, almost like a plastic thing. But it, actually, originally, they were made out of whalebone and uh, kind of the whale's whiskers. They're, um, they're pretty strong, and it uh, neat way to have watch them do that. A good Vendemia, the, the poorer, 
will hold in his hand about seven of these little shot glasses to hold the sherry. And then with this uh, copita, he pours them right into the other hand. It's an art. It's fun to see. And, you know, everybody has written about sherry. Of course, the most uh, probably famous is Edgar Allan Poe's The Cask of Amontillado, which referred to a cask of sherry. Uh, you know, people such as Shakespeare, etc., have all lauded the great pleasures of sherry. And I think as we get away from that in this country, uh, we're missing something. Uh, it, like I say, on a cold day like today is going to be, if you had a little glass of that wonderful Spanish sherry, an Amontillado, or even a little sweet one with a fire in the fireplace and perhaps a little tapa dish filled with some green olives, uh, you might think that God is in heaven and all's right with the world. And that all comes from the wonderful wines of sherry, Jerez de la Frontera, a great area of the world to visit and a great wine that is unfortunately quite overlooked by all of us, including me in the wine business. Uh, We forget that the sherry is such a wonderful wine to try, and it really has a place in the lexicon of wines, and it has a place for enjoyment. Like I said, drinking port on a snowy night is delightful, but trying a little sherry uh, at sherry time, maybe at 4.30 today, uh, after you've come in from cross-country skiing or ice skating, you might find that that's a wonderful treat, and you might want to do it more often. Don't miss trying sherry. Excellent. And a great weekend to do that and visit any one of the Haskell's locations. Yes. At Haskell's, we love to talk about wine. We love to pair wine. We love to experiment with new wines. If you want to try something very interesting, stop in the Haskell's store and ask them to open up one of those $100 bottles and try that. Uh, There's a Haskell's near you where you can save big dollars on wine all the time. Haskell's in downtown Minneapolis where we have free parking on Saturday and Sunday. There's a Haskell's at Ridgedale. St. Paul's Highland Village boasts a Haskell's, as does Maple Grove. Our superstore up there is 22,000 square feet, not to be missed. There's a Haskell's in Excelsior, Bloomington, Stillwater, White Bear Lake, Woodbury and Plymouth, too. And if you can't come into Haskell's, go to Haskell's.com. And don't forget, on these cold, chilly days, Haskell's does deliver. Excellent. Jack, have a good week, and we'll talk next Saturday. Denny, I'm going to look forward to that. Jack Farrell from Haskell's. Jack, have a good week, and we'll talk next Saturday. Denny, I'm going to look forward to that. Jack Farrell from Haskell's.